Chip Hauser. I'm an architect, and uh, I write for pleasure mostly. I have a, a new story out called Smilers in Bourbon Pen, uh, which is an apocalyptic story uh, set in a world I call the Smilerverse because, well, you probably should read the story to figure that out. Um, I also have another Smilerverse story in an anthology that's coming out uh, at the end of May called Weird Dream Society. And I have a chapbook of my short, short fiction, my microfiction, called Dark Morsels, coming out from Redbird Chapbooks sometime later this year. It was episode 93 where we started this series. Open up your web browser and type into the search Lancer Sci-Fi Thoughts Archive and find the back catalog and listen to those early shows. We met at the Never Ending Odyssey. You were in the workshop and then uh, I was there to interview writers and uh, you were telling me about I Am Legend and Richard Matheson. So let's say we're back in the 1950s and we are in Matheson's uh, critique group. What would you recommend to him to pr improve it further? So let's say he brought this manuscript in, I Am Legend. Do you have a suggestion for him? Well, if I were a really bad critiquer, <laughs> I would say, I'm confused here, uh, Richard. Are we talking about zombies here? Or are we talking about vampires? I don't think I can handle both in one book. <laughs> but if I was a, a positive critiquer, I'd say, wow, this is, a, this is an amazing manuscript. Um, if I had to make a suggestion, I think I would suggest that you consider changing the way that you describe his anger in certain situations because it, it feels a little bit repetitive, uh -huh. his reactions, which is such a minor criticism. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's what critiquers do. They don't, people in critiquers, <laughs> if they can't see anything wrong with it, then the, uh, the, the, the person who brought the work in didn't really get any, any feedback. So, Fair um, point. And, Fair and, point. They, and they decide what? what to ignore or what to do from there. I, I'm a little dissatisfied with the ending and I'm not exactly sure why I don't have to have happy endings to enjoy a book. Um, but something about it felt, uh, I liked the action scene where he gets, uh, kidnapped by these group of people. I liked, I really enjoyed the fact that when the uh, the other, the dark people, whatever you call them, showed up, how they were harassing Robert, uh, Ben Cortman, and Neville felt a little bad about that because he's going like, man, he's he's hassling with this neighbor who's been who's been harassing me for four years, but he's my <laughs> trouble, you know. You, these guys can't hunt him like that, but they but they actually get Ben Cortman. They 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 fished him out of a yeah. chimney, and and that's where that's Neville right. realized at the end, holy crap, he's been hiding in his own house's chimney this time, and I didn't know it. Um, <laughs> so so I appreciated a lot of that writing there, uh, but I felt like the ending was closed too quickly for something and I can't but I think my dissatisfaction is I wanted a little bit more clarity on why they decided to uh, uh, what's the right word here 
not simply kill, but they're executing him. They're executing him at the end. And I felt like I, 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 and the problem with what I'm asking for is it might make the book really quite a bit longer and, and make it too slow. Um, because I guess I have to remind myself he's writing horror and he makes, wants to have a horrifying ending, which he succeeds. And I really, okay. So what I appreciate is his uh, relationship with the woman and how she really is truly like wish that they, you know, she says she really does love him. And, and so you can see that there's this possibility that there's a, there's a relationship between these two now species, I suppose. But, uh, the, 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 the group's, uh, governance system is that no, he's got to be taken out. And, uh, so I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit wish that was developed more and I, I, to, to make me feel that yes, he really had to die. That yes, I guess I wanted to see more of that struggle of, of why they feel they had to kill him. What are the arguments pro and con? But uh, he didn't want to take it that way, I suppose, or, or, you know, it's hard to say. I think that's a really interesting take. And I, in some sense, I agree. I think that, like, I felt like the relationship between him and the, uh, their scout was uh, a little too rushed. Um, and the ending in that context was also a little too rushed. I, I tend to fall to back toward the other side where I really like what the novel is saying. Excuse me. I really like what the novel is saying as far as, to me, it's a very hopeful ending, which is incredibly ironic, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, because, because Robert Neville's through the story, he does at the very end come to understand that he's been doing, you know, he was doing the best he could, right? But he was also doing things that were just terrifying to other pe- to other people, right? And now the world is going to move on. It's different than it is than it was for him, but he's. I think he's he's accepted that 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 society is going to is going to continue on. That humanity will continue just in a different way. To me, that's much more hopeful than. Um, you know, a lot of the, the pandemic movies you watch now where you're like, okay, well, yeah, that's interesting. But I, I see your point. Yeah, I think if it weren't a horror novel and if he weren't, you know, pushing for deadlines, maybe he would have explo- explored it a, more, a bit more. Yeah. I'm glad he didn't come out with an extended edition like Stephen King has done with The Stand. <laughs> I don't think that's necessary. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, it's actually, there's a, uh, a good basis for this in, um, in, in, in history is the plight of the uh, Cro-Magnon man, Homo sapien, uh, Homo sapien versus the Cro-Magnon, uh, Homo Homo erectus. The other the other yes. branches of humanity, uh, yeah. they either were incorporated into our DNA or they were uh, you know worked out, shall we say? Yes. And and so this is a this is just repeating that cycle of where uh, once one part of society gets a larger advantage, they seem to work out the other part because they see them as either a threat or they just can't get along or something. Oh, that's yeah. super interesting. I wonder if I bet he did not. I bet that information was not known in 1955 but that's a great comparison i think he would approve <laughs> will you be reading more matheson probably i will reread i am legend again periodically and if i come across i mean doing a little bit of research for this there were some other novels the names of which are escaping me right now but they looked interesting like he wrote stir of echoes yeah which became a movie right i think i, I think is that a kevin bacon movie i think so yeah okay yeah i think i saw it i think i seen it too. when it came out but um, I would like to read that novel. I think yeah. it'd be interesting. Um, so yeah, I think there's more Matheson in my future. I mean, it's like I'm sure it is like it is for you. I've got so much stuff on my reading list. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's always hard to choose, but that's like a, yeah. that's a good bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> now, so here's a here's a little bit of a recommendation um, on on post apocalyptic readings. I'm not sure how this came into my awareness, but I I read so 1954 1955 is when I Am Legend came out. That same year. John Wyndham put out a book called The Chrysalids. So John Wyndham was a, a, a British author, I think, who wrote a number of very successful novels. I think The Day of the Triffids is one that's 
that lots of folks know. But this one is a, the chrysalids is a post-apocalyptic story many, many years after a, probably a global nuclear event. And uh, it ends up having a, a happy ending. But the, the, the conceit of the story is super interesting without spoiling anything. It is, and it's also a short, short novel, which is a glorious conceit is that there's been some minor evolution that allows people, some people to communicate with each other without using their voices. So like, uh, oh man, what, what is it called? Clairvoyance or something like uh, that. uh, Telepathy? Yeah. Telepathy. Yeah. Yeah. Mental telepathy. But it's a, it is a, it has a happy ending and it's incredibly well-written. I could not believe that it was a book from the fifties. I really, absolutely. I loved it. Now it didn't have a dark, I am legend ending. So that's the bad news. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> you know, and, and, and by the way, Anne Rice actually was influenced by this because this predates her and her uh, vampire books. Yes. Chip, how do fans of the show get in contact with you? Yeah, I can be reached uh, on Twitter at Chazzlepants and in the near future through my website, which is chiphauser.com and also darkmorsels.com and also chazzlepants.com. That's two Zs. <laughs> And your, your last name is H-O-U-S-E-R. However you found sci-fi thoughts, be it iTunes, Stitcher, or any of the other podcast aggregation services, if you've enjoyed the show, go ahead and do us a favor. Go to wherever you get this podcast and leave us a review, even clicking a few stars. And this will help out the show in many ways. We've got several goodies in the show notes. So if you have a podcast player or you want to browse to our website, you will find many links to I Am Legend movie clips and a link to Anne Rice's Facebook about Richard Matheson. Open up that podcast player and tap, tap, tap. This is the last episode with Chip Hauser and Lancer Kind on Richard Matheson. The first episode started at 93, so go ahead and type in your search engine, Lancer Sci-Fi Thoughts Archive, and you can find those shows.